Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Panda, the Binding Warrior Podcast. Today is your Finish Strong Friday episode of the week. So as I record this, I'm actually um, getting ready to prepare for the upcoming Balikan weekend, this upcoming weekend. Uh, basically, the Balikan is our annual event where uh, the Binding Warrior tribe from all over comes together. We train together for an entire weekend. We work out. We, we eat good food. We laugh. We push each other and all these things. So this weekend is really important to me. I really look forward to it every year. I know the guys do. My family does. My wife's involved in it. My son's involved in it. So this is really a huge family reunion for us, essentially. Um, and this weekend, as I go into it, I really begin to think about the topic of brotherhood and why it's so important. Um, now, it's Filipino American History Month. Last week, I discussed Filipino American masculinity, manhood, what it means to me, and why it's so important for Filipino American men to embrace the concepts of masculinity and manhood. I think, you know, as I go into social media outlets on the internet, which I try not to do, but I can't help but look at it sometimes. Um, a lot of these Filipino-American pages lean primarily to the left, to the liberal left. And the liberal left, frankly, not to get too political, but for, most, for the most part, they tend to want to effeminize men. They want to domesticate men. They want men to be more emotional, more sensitive. They don't want them to be capable of aggression or violence or be, uh, be leaders. Even the concept of patriarchy is a... Um, is a taboo word to that part of the country. Uh, so I think it's important for us as Filipino American men to shut that off and really understand our role as men. You know, what are we being called to do as men? And I think it's important to note that Filipino American men have operated as brotherhoods, in brotherhoods rather, and in tribes for thousands of years. In fact, if you go to the Philippines right now, or if you speak to a Filipino, if you're a Filipino American guy like me and you meet a Filipino elder, one of the first questions they ask you upon meeting you is, what part of the Philippines are you from? Where's your dad from? You know, are they from Visayas? Are they from uh, Luzon? Are they from Baguio? Are they from, uh, are they from Mindanao? They always want to know the island and the region where you come from because that's still part of that tribal culture. And it's still ingrained in us. And the thing is, in a tribe, a man can be elevated to become a better version of himself because there's a group of men who are holding them to a higher standard. And I think it's really important that in our society today, Filipino-American men really seek out these brotherhoods. And unfortunately, I see a lot of Filipino-American men, uh, I'm sorry, I'll take it back, Filipino-American males, they're not men, um, frankly, who are acting like children. They uh, take no responsibility for their lives. They're still living in mommy and daddy's basement or attic. Um, they're not paying their own bills. A lot of them are living, frankly, for themselves and their whims and their pleasures. And they're putting whatever finances they have probably towards video games or their sneaker collection. And I'm very fortunate that I've been influenced positively by masculine Filipino men throughout my life. My father, if you've seen him, you'll know what I'm talking about. He's a big, strong dude, <laughs> spiritual guy, strong guy, uh, very conservative guy. Uh, Tuan Carl Atienza, Tuan Leo Manalo of Atienza Kali. Very, um, very strong examples of what it means to be a Filipino-American man. Darby Colates from New Jersey, Makuya, uh, Naga champion. Uh, you know, all around, you know, Renaissance man. That guy is a very masculine guy. So I've been really brought up by very masculine Filipino-American role models. But unfortunately, I know there's a lot of guys out there who weren't. Many of their fathers walked out on them. Many of them came from areas where the Filipino men were simply just at, operating at the whims of women. They were valued, validating their behavior on how their woman or how women around them treated them. And it's important to have brotherhood because of this, because as men, we cannot be truly masculine. We cannot truly tap into our God-given aggression, God-given ability to lead and provide and protect without a group of men around us. This is just how it is. 
again, Filipinos have been operating in tribes for thousands of years, and it hasn't been until this, possibly this century or so, or maybe the last century, where Filipino-Americans, the descendants of these Filipino tribal men, ended up isolating themselves because we're living in an American society that is very individualistic and very, very um, self-isolated in many cases, especially with this these issues regarding um, COVID and the uh, social media advent that we're seeing right now. So as I go into this weekend, again, I'm thinking about brotherhood. I'm My goal this weekend is to bring these men together to not just hold themselves to a higher standard as martial artists. Of course, I want them to be good fighters and good, good martial artists. But beyond that, I want them to be better husbands. I want them to be better fathers, better friends, uh, better co-workers. I want them to be better assets to society. This society with everything going crazy, we need men willing to stand in the gap against immorality, against riots, against violence. And my goal this weekend is to ensure that these men have the brotherhood, the willingness, the strength, and the courage, and the support, the emotional, spiritual support that they need to become better in their homes and for their families. Okay, so um, I really hope this podcast inspired you guys. Take care. God bless. Be the hero in your life.